a travel advisory for Wando County, Yosu County, Namhe County, and Samchampo County. Please stay off the beaches at night. There have been several man-shark sightings. The man-shark, for those uninitiated, is one of the most dangerous predators known to man. It lurks and skulks in the dark, floating in the waters, just off popular tourist resorts. Before, luring young men into a tryst, not willing thee. Be advised, call authorities if you sight the man-shark. You will know it by its incredibly large penis. Episode 11. We're back. Finally, John Huck. I've been waiting weeks for this, and I'm sure all my listeners out there in listener land are feeling the same way. Where have you been, Mr. John Huck? Vacation. Cabo San. And, you know, sometimes you just get caught up drinking on the beach, holding on to a beautiful babe, drinking a brewski. Sounds all right, but honestly, John, I've been waiting weeks for this, and I've, I've, I've grown impatient, honestly. And that's why last week I actually came to Wando Beach and sabotaged your aircon unit in an attempt to sweat you out of that horrible, sweaty place that you were sleeping in, and still, you insisted on staying the night and not coming back to do a podcast with the doc. Well, the sweat wasn't that bad. It was just more, there was, a, there was something permeating from the bathroom. I think it was uh, maybe Andrew Shuttler had been farting all night, or maybe it was just his overall, I don't know. Grossness. I'm not sure, grossness, because the man has... He's not here today. Yeah, that's right. He's away getting metal injected into his mouth or some shit. Like a little 12-year-old boy. Like a young boy, Andrew Shuttler, is having his teeth fixed. But the good news, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have a fan favorite returning to the show this week. Brian, the former champion. Brian, Woo! welcome back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's good to be back. I just started my vacation. It's great. It's a good time to be alive, Brian. Can you just sit a little bit closer to my oh, friend, yes, yes. John Huck? Let's scooch up a little bit here. Now, to start the episode, we have a very special message from a family member. Yes, that's my, my younger brother. Your little brother, Corey, I believe his name is. I think, he, what is he, 12? He sounds like he's at least 13 years old. Let's see what he has to say. I think it's a message about the mock draft episode from a couple weeks back. Is that right, Brian? Yes, yes. Um, have, have you listened to the message yet? Oh, uh, yeah, I listened to it. I, I agree with what he says. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I, I think I think it's changed, actually. Uh, I think I did... Initially, I did really bad, but a few changes has made my uh, draft much better, I think. Oh, really? So, okay, well, let's... First, let's <laughs> let's see what your baby brother has to say, and then we'll uh, comment, okay? So, sound guy, Keith, give a little bit up. Yeah, that's good. All right. Hello, this is Corey Brian's little brother. Um, since you guys mentioned it, I do have a little bit of feedback for you guys' mock draft. Uh, take it or leave it. But I reviewed it, and this is the way I would rank all seven of you guys. One, Shuttler Buck. Two, Kutoff. Three, Nico K. Four, King Zoot. Five, Focus One. Six, Cool Guy Shorts. Seven, Dale. Um, I think Shuttler Butt had a near perfect draft. Um, the only concern, obviously, is the health of the quarterbacks in Stafford and Cam Newton, but they have potential, and in a year where there's so much uncertainty, um, the best way you can attack the draft is going big. So, just in general, I have three major thoughts about Brian's draft. One, I think Calvin Ridley over A.J. Brown or Allen Robinson is a mistake. I think he could prove greatly by making that first change. Two, I think his running backs aren't as bad as you think they are, with one slight tweak. Um, if you take a Clyde Edward Hilaire or the kid from Indianapolis, you have to take Marlon Mack and you have to take David Wood. So what I would do is take Carson Wentz around later. You guys seem to be woefully underrating him. As an Eagles fan, I seen the kid play. He is the ultimate boomer bust quarterback. I mean, the guy threw 4,000 yards without a single 500-yard receiver. He is good, just has a fumble issue. And then finally, I think his quarterbacks have potential to win the league. Uh, Kyler Murray and Carson Wentz, like I said, they're just crazy good. So that's my thoughts. He makes those changes. I think he has 
real potential. That's all. Good luck. All right. Well, got cut off there at the end, but I love how enthusiastic he put into Kaka, because that's what we need, enthusiasm. Yeah, that was a real nice shot of Kaka yeah. there all the way from, what is it, Philadelphia? Uh, well, like uh, the Philadelphia region, yeah. New Jersey, uh, Delaware, Delaware. Close enough. They're all the same from up there. <laughs> yes. um, so he, he talked a lot about your draft. He also mentioned Andrew Shuttler with the best mock draft. John Hawk, please tell me that I'm not the only one thinking that's an insane assertion. I mean, I think it's pretty crazy based on the fact that Cam Newton might not even be the starter of the Patriots. And there's a good chance that he won't have that Andrew would go into the week one without a second quarterback in the Superflex. What do you think about Nick Chubb over Ezekiel Elliott? Horrible. What do you think about Austin Eckler over Kenyon Drake? That's fine. I'm fine with Eckler in the second round, but Chubb being picked sixth overall, I mean, somebody might do it, but it's not going to be me. Um, Not after he has a concussion now, but when we did draft this, Chubb did not have a concussion. So that is hindsight, but I also do think that Kareem Hunt is going to get his 500-500 yards this year. Fair enough. And then he also talked a lot about his, uh, his older brother Brian's draft. Now, just to remind, ladies and gentlemen, Brian, who did you have in this draft? Who did you pick? Talk us real quick. He also didn't rank you that highly. Gave you a yes. six out of a seven. He put Dale below you, which is, that's where Dale belongs, let's be honest. Well, a lot has changed since the, the draft, right? So I took Michael Thomas at one. Great pick. My first pick. Kyle Murray, second pick. I, I'm not really high up on Kyle Murray, but uh, I don't want to give up all my, my spots, right? So I, I chose him at two. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which I think is a steal now at th- in the third round. There's no way that's happening now that Damien yeah, not- Williams has opted out. But, uh, yeah, that time, uh, th- this was still, like, a reasonable value, third round. Yeah, he, and then I had Calvin Ridley. I, I like Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver this year. Jonathan Taylor, uh, he'll be great later on in the year. Um, maybe I should have taken David Montgomery, but I don't know. Just it's just yeah it, it's a lot on rookies two yeah, two rookie wide receivers wide receivers running, running backs, backs. Yeah. yes exactly I, I I'm not a big fan of taking rookies right away wide receivers are good no. uh, quarterbacks are good but yeah the running back situation I mean unless Ed, Clyde Edwards Hilaire goes for like eighteen hundred yard total yards and fifteen touchdowns then it erases like all the other problems really and, and I and I was really worried about. Uh, my lack, my rookie running back. So I, I took Ronald Jones at yeah. eight, and I think he's good. he could have a big year. So. People are saying that Jones oh. is in for a big amount of work, but yeah, yeah. he put you six, put Dale last. I think a bump up a one or two steps now. Well, we're, the, we're happy yeah. that we have some listeners out there, and keep them coming, Corey, and, and let us know what you want for Christmas. <laughs> let us know what you want, champ. We might get you a Carson Wentz signed jersey. Yeah, um, you just got to write a nice letter to Santa. Like a good baby brother, and then uh, we'll see what we can do for you, all right? How, how What is he, 12, 13? Uh, 31. Oh, okay. He's 31? Well, he said little brother, so I got confused. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he had a pretty deep voice for a 13-year-old. But now we're on to uh, other things. Thanks, uh, Corey, for the message. Keep him coming. Um, yeah, news and notes. Stafford cleared from the COVID list. Apparently, he never had it. Well, I got uh, insider information onto this topic here, John. Obviously, I'm... A well-qualified doctor, and I know a lot about this COVID crisis. And as soon as I saw that Stafford had apparently, allegedly, tested positive for COVID-19, I, I flew out there all the way to Detroit. And I said, Matty Stafford, you're my QB10 for this year, and I demand to do a retest of this corona evaluation. And I can confirm that, yes, Matthew Stafford does not have COVID. It was a false positive test. And I can gladly say that he will still be my QB10 for this year. Yeah, Stafford is actually moving up my draft boards. Um, The Lions team might be better than people are thinking uh, as a team in general. So, And I do think, is the NFC North open? What makes you think they're going to get better this year, John? Running game has been established. They've had the same coach for three years. If they're going to be good... If Patricia Patricia is the answer as coach, this is the year. If he's not the answer, they're going to crash and burn, and it's going to be just typical Detroit stuff. But if they're going to be successful, if the system works, it's this year. Yeah, and it can't get much worse than last year. What do you think about Detroit this year, Brian? 
Well, I definitely like their wide receiver core. Um, both Galladay. Uh, Galladay was... I think Galladay was the reason why I won the league, basically. I think Galladay is an amazing wide receiver. Undervalued and, or overvalued? Uh, oh, oh. He, I think he's undervalued. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he might be a top three wide and receiver he, And now, you right? usually Nothing. pick him, you know, he's usually Third the down. fifth, sixth wide receiver to go, yeah. and he is maybe the best wide receiver in the yeah. I like him. I, I, I like him. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, Tyreek Hill. I think uh, Tyreek Hill can... Has a lot of bus games. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I think I think he'd be a top three uh, wide receiver. I think. Nice, and they've got a new uh, rookie running back this year, DeAndre yeah. Swift. Yeah, um, the, they've been trying to get a running back in Detroit for thirty years, and they haven't found anybody. Carry on, Johnson is. I, I still remember people hyping up Carry on <laughs> last year and what happened to him. DeAndre Swift, sure, if you want to take a chance later in the in the draft, yeah, go for it. But I don't know. I, I just I have to see it first. Fair enough. The other big news story since we were gone, especially for our league, ladies and gentlemen. Niku, I'm afraid that's one bet down for you, my friend, because fifty bucks, little man, put that shit in Dale's hand. Darius Geis is gone. He is gone from that franchise. Wait, hold on a second. Darius Geis has just signed with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, no, not another one in that backfield. Oh, just my God. kidding. Yo, Dale, 50 bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, Geis is gone. Antonio Gibson is maybe the man. But for some crafty veteran players out there, Peterson's going to have four big weeks. He's going to have the first month is all going to be AP. And is he even being drafted right now? I don't. I honestly don't, don't think he is. So he's a, a great last pick if you want, ladies and gentlemen, if, you, if you're a little bit thin on running back. And you want to win your first four weeks. He could win you four weeks of games. He's like, what has changed from last year? Nothing. You know, he, I, I still see him being able to put 20 points on the board. Nice. The other big uh, news story was the tight ends, both elite tight ends this year, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, getting paid. I think Kittle got $75 million. Yep. Kelsey a little bit less than that, but obviously Kelsey is older. The one thing I got to say about this is how much money do the Kansas City Chiefs actually have? Do they even have a salary cap? I'm not sure what happens anymore. Like, with the salary cap because of Corona. But apparently they could sign half a billion dollars worth of players, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I guess they must have a really talented accountant somewhere. Uh, who, who do you prefer, Kittle or Kelsey? Oh, that's a good question, Brian. For this season, I'll stick with Kelsey. But, I mean, if, if this was Dynasty, it would be Kittle all day. I mean, is there really a difference? They're, they're pretty similar as players. They're very similar. The only thing I would say that separates Kittle a little bit for me is that he is the, the foundation of that offense, yeah, of that passing attack at least. Yeah. But Kelsey, you know, he's... I think Kelsey might be there too, though. He, he, he's certainly key, but there's more. There's other elite players around Kelsey. There's other options at wide receiver, but like we said, no, Ty- Ty- Tyreek Tyree Hill, though, like... They had Kareem Hunt. Kelsey was always getting 1,000 yards, and I don't know. I mean, Kelsey might be the middle of their offense, too. It, it just feels to me that Kansas City have elite players at pretty much every skill position. Yeah. But for me, the 49ers, it's Kittle, and then everyone else is kind of yeah. average yeah. to below average, honestly. So for me, I just think Kittle could have a slightly bigger year this year. We'll see. Brian, who do you like more? I like I like Kittle, uh, but I, I had Kittle last year, and... I loved I loved him on my team, so, but I, I just don't know when I would actually choose a kittle now, especially with the superflex league. I, what have you been doing with tight ends this this year with the superflex dress? Are you are you just ignoring it? I've I've been ignoring them, yeah. So, and I I've always been a big believer in drafting a good tight end. Yeah, like the the, the premium tight end, the best tight end. Which early is only on. two now. Yeah, so I always like I in the previous drafts I would get uh it's antonio gonzalez or i would get all like the best tight end and it's it's always gotten me into the playoffs in my fantasy career but, but this year i think i honestly think it can be ignored yeah and i think it has to be ignored yeah because i, I just don't see if you take kelsey or kittle too early you've just missed out on a running back or a quarterback yeah. would, would you take 
Kelsey in the third. John, if you hadn't taken a quarterback. No, no. I think I would. It, it, I, I would take it. It kind of hinges on the question, did you take a did quarterback? Did you take a quarterback and a running back? If like, you didn't wh- take a quarterback. And who are they? Yeah. Is, is the big question. Who are your quarterback and who is your running back? Because if you don't have if you have a wide receiver and a running back or a wide receiver and a quarterback, you definitely cannot take a tight end. What if you doubled up with something like Patrick Mahomes and, and Kelsey? Would you be tempted? Uh one and two, no. One and three, maybe. First, I mean first round, obviously Mahomes, third round, Kelsey, maybe. A running back slide in the middle. You're you're possibly setting yourself up for something okay, but you have to remember, we need you need most likely three running backs a week. All yeah. right, fair, fair enough. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got a, a great show for you lined up this week. We have the NFC West, one of the best divisions in fantasy football to talk about. Let's do that after the break, right now. And we're back, um, and today we're going to be talking about the NFC West. Wow, West. Um, maybe the best league in football. Um, a lot of great players out there, and uh, we're going to start it with the Los Angeles Rams. So, yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, just to remind you, it's been a while since we've done a divisional preview on this show. We're going to talk a little bit, just in general, about the team. Then we're going to talk about the, the team star for this year, the star, the sleeper, and also the bust player for the 2020 season. Okay? So, Brian, you're the special guest this week. What do you think about the Rams? Do you have a star, a sleeper, a bust, or just talk in general? What do you think about them this year? Um, I, I'm not really impressed with the Rams. Uh, I think it's too good of a division. So, that, well, I'll be third place maybe. But um, my star is uh, Woods, Robert Woods. I, I think he... I think he, oh, in terms of ADP, so like I think he, I think Cooper Cup is getting drafted higher than him, but uh, I think maybe Woods might be the better receiver. So he is, he's my star. Very nice. I uh, actually agree with you. I, I, I put Robert Woods as my star. Yeah. Just to back you up a little bit here, Brian, um, he's averaged 135 targets mm. over the past year, two years, excuse me, 75 yards per game. The only area that he struggled in is, of course, touchdowns. I think he had, yeah. was it two or three last year? Mm-hmm. So he, he struggled in the red zone. Um, but I think that could maybe go up a little bit, and I'm sure he'll still be a go-to receiver this year, and I love Robert Woods. John, what do you think about Robert Woods? Yeah, he's a good pick. I mean, like, he's not going to be your wide receiver number one, hopefully, um, but he might be your number two, and that's fine. Uh, that's what you probably drafted him for. Uh, the star for the Rams is quite hard because it feels like they've lost a lot of star power. Um, Cooks last going into last year, you would have said, yeah, he's like you know consistently a thousand yards, gets banged up, moved off. Um, Gurley, obvious one. Goff maybe even last year going into last year, you might have said would be the star. It's a real difficult one to pin down. I I see a lot of mediocrity from the Rams. And I see a last-place finish for the Rams this year. Wow, even with that defense. Even with the defense. So I'm going to say my star, I'll also say Woods is probably the best pick. But, uh, yeah. Fair enough. And interesting that no one likes Cooper Cup here I, as I, a wide receiver. I, I, I like him. He's just too uh... – his ADP is too high, in my opinion. I think he's... He's being drafted like he is a number one, but yeah. he's not really a true number one. I believe he was a wide receiver four or something crazy had, But he had year. some crazy six-game span where he scored he scored yeah. a, a crazy amount of touchdowns. I don't think he'll score the same amount of touchdowns this season that he did last year. He must have had 12 touchdowns last year. Yeah, I think he was close to it. And the scary thing, if you do like Cooper Cup... The, the terrifying thing about last year was the end of last year where they actually brought him out of the formation. When they started doing two tight ends in the formation, Cup was actually on the sideline, and it was Woods up there and not him. So if that continues this year, maybe Cooper Cup is actually the kind of wide receiver two on that offense. Yeah, I'm just not seeing Cup being like ever that guy. I mean, he's a wide receiver three, I think. 
Um, and next we got what? Bust. Yeah, let's do a bust. Uh, Brian, who, who do you not like on this uh, Rams team? I, oh, it's difficult. I, I guess I would choose Cup, I guess. I, I, I would choose, well, and, and this is in the context of ADP, right? So, like, we've been saying Cooper Cup is being drafted as a number one wide receiver, but I don't think he is a one, number one wide receiver. I think he... Like uh, like John was saying, he's a number two wide receiver. So if you draft him high, you might dis- be disappointed. Uh, Fair enough. Would you take him in the fifth round? Mm. Yes, I would take him in the fifth round. I wouldn't take him in the second round. He's going to return something because Goff likes throwing to him. But he's not a number one wide receiver. I mean, he finished four, but that was off an exorbitant amount of touchdowns. It seems like he is Goff's preferred red zone target. So that's the one thing he, he seems has. like he's Goff's go-to target. Yeah, that's about it. Fair enough. So who who's your bust then, John? You got uh, anyone? Cam Akers. Oh, the rookie. Uh, a lot of people he might be their sort of sleeper, um, but this offensive line is old and bad, and they did nothing to fix it. It is an old bad offensive line, with uh, I'm not sure how they expect. Acres to suddenly be a thousand yard rusher, but I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, that offensive line, I believe it was the second worst in football last year. They're all just too old. They're too old, and they haven't drafted anybody new to get in there. Nice pick. Um, All right, for my bust, I got Tyler Higby, the big tight end. Now, from what I've seen in mock mock drafts, the, the market seems to like him because of his insane finish to last year. I think he had this five-game stretch where he was one of the best tight ends in football. I just don't think that's going to carry on this year. Uh, I actually think, and here's a little preview, my sleeper is actually the other much younger tight end, Gerald Everett. And I just think he's a much better player. If you look at him, week five against the Seahawks last year, his incredible almost touchdown against the Seahawks. Watch him run over five defenders and get to the one-yard line. If you watch his, uh, his touchdown in, in 2018 against the Chiefs, that famous shootout of a game, the 50-point game, watch his t- touchdown in that game. He's an incredible athlete, and I think he's actually a better player than Tyler Higby. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Higby's getting boosted up all over the place, but uh, for me, the bust, uh, the sleeper, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if he's going to, sorry, jump the gun a little bit there. You're right. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure if – I think he'll be fine, Higby. But if you're expecting to, him to be, like, tight end three, I think you're going to have to look elsewhere. Fair enough. So who do you think is going to be a sleeper on the Rams? Jared Goff. Two QB league. Jared Goff um, is suddenly has a considerable amount of value on a team that is not going to be very good, in my opinion. And a team that can't run the football anymore. They're going to have to throw it. So you're hoping that Goff will throw 30 touchdowns. I definitely agree with that. They cannot, they cannot run the ball, yeah. I think, this year. It's going to be all down to Jared Goff and those receivers. Maybe my man, Gerald Everett. Um, that offensive line might be a problem for Goff, though. But we'll see what happens. Brian, who, who have you got for a, what is this, a bust? Oh, uh, my bust was cut. But, That's uh, right. Who's your sleeper then, sir? Uh, my sleeper, uh, I had two guys. I had Goff and Akers, but John convinced me Akers is not a sleeper. You're, re- so you're retracting your statement. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I had re- written down two. So, uh, But I do think Goff is a sleeper, especially in the Superflex League. Um, I I drafted him in our mock draft at like 13th, I think. which And that was just a random pick, right? Because it was the end of the I just picked Jared Goff. At. Sure. So if you can get Jared Goff in the 15th round or 14th round, and he has potential to be a, a top Ten. 15 or a top 12, even if he's a top 15, that's a, that's a QB 2. two. That's sure. great for your QB 2. So, yeah. Sure. Mean, yeah, his stats last year are not great. 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. That is not really QB no. 2. Derek Carr was would have been better because he had less interceptions. He would have hurt you a lot less. But I mean, I, I mean, the two seasons before that, thirty-two and twenty-eight touchdowns. I see him more in that twenty-eight touchdown range. 
and that will be QB2. Yeah, I think he's a solid pick if you're waiting on your QB2. Derek yeah. Goff being there, I think that's a decent... If you have Mahomes or Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson or somebody like that, and you want to say, okay, I'll get Goff later, that's fine, I guess. Um, again, they're the shittest team in the NFC West, though. Fair enough. All right, well, then let's move on to a, a surely a better team, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Made it to the Super Bowl last year. Their defense was incredible. Uh, but let's talk about some of their fantasy players. Brian, I think we all know who the star of the 49ers is. Uh, yeah, George Kittle, best player, obviously. Like He's, he's top three, uh, round three pick, maybe, I guess. But Yeah, George Kittle is awesome. Yeah, you had him last year. How did that feel, just having Kittle on your team? I, I, I didn't worry about my tight end position at all the whole season. I just plugged him in. And that was it. He got injured like two weeks, but I had uh, Will Disley, so like I think, I think I think he helped at that, that time. I forget when Will Disley got injured. Is Will Disley still on the Seahawks? He is. Yeah, he is, yes. and he's back from his second <laughs> torn ACL. That's my. Yeah, <laughs> is he going to be a little sleeper later? Maybe some people are talking about how Disley <laughs> is a sleeper. Yeah, because right. he he was not he's not that bad, and uh, but he has two. Torn ACLs. He, but he's, Jesus. I hear he's George Kittle-esque. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Kittle as well so we can get this over with. Yeah, this is, a, this is a one and done, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. If, Kittle, Debo, if Debo Samuel didn't get hurt, I would have said Debo Samuel, though. All right, nice. Well, we're going to talk about him later. Don't worry. But obviously, Kittle is the best player on the 49ers. If you want to take a tight end early, honestly, I would consider him over Kelsey. Uh, fine. What about your sleeper then, Brian? Who who's your sleeper pick? This was difficult. Um, I went with uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, the uh, the Ooh. rookie. Ooh. Yeah, because um, they had an injury. What is it? To Hearns? Is that uh, he, the the yeah, uh, Hurd got hurt? Hurd. Okay. Jalen yeah, Hurd. Jalen yeah, Hurd. Yeah, okay. he got hurt. And Debo Samuel uh, got surgery. And Debo yeah. Samuel is gonna miss probably two weeks. So like, uh, at least for the first couple weeks. He's, they don't have points. any wide receivers. Yeah, so, so yeah, he has to play. So you can get him. Yeah, that, wait, is this gonna be a return for um, who was the guy last year? Dante Pettis, baby. Is Dante Pettis? He's gonna come back. Suddenly worth a fifteenth round flyer. I don't know. Put him he in. Might be. I, I think if you're in your fifteenth round and you're saying, I really have nothing to lose, go with Dante Pettis. I love it. All right, John, who's your sleeper? Is it Dante? Oh, of course not, because that guy's a scrub. Oh. But my sleeper is Jarek McKinnon. Coming um, back from the dead, ladies and gentlemen. Now, McKinnon. why did they keep him on the roster for two years when he was out for two years? Because they paid him way too much money. They paid him a bunch of money, right? They need to get. They also restructured his deal this year for him to stay there. They got rid of Brita. They still have Coleman and Mostert. None of those guys is making an awful lot of money. Um, is McKinnon going to go into Breida's role? I think so. I think that's what they want. I think that's why they paid him two years ago. But not really sure. Uh, I, I'm going to go McKinnon as a sleeper. But again, it's, it's, a, hard, it's, a, it's a hard position for the, for the like, the 49ers backfield. It's hard to guess. It is. Um, and that's why I tried to avoid it as my sleeper pick because I just have no idea. Uh, for my sleeper, now I know people are going to complain, Doc, that's not a sleeper. But if you listen carefully to this show, you'll know that my definition of sleeper varies every week. And therefore, this week I'm going to choose Debo Samuel as my sleeper. Now I know, I know people like him. But I think people are actually undervaluing him because of that surgery. And you said he's out for maybe two weeks, John? I'd say like two, maybe three. As a medical professional, I can guarantee... He will be back for week two, ladies and gentlemen. Now, he might not get full usage on his triumphant return, but I think over the whole season, Debo is a great player. I love the way they use him. A lot of little screen passes. He's great in the open field. He's a strong runner, almost like a running back there, kind of like uh, A.J. Brown for the, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, so I think him and A.J. Brown... Came, well, they came out together, and like that was sort of this new class of wide receiver. Like six foot, six foot one, and like built like a tank, and they they catch the ball on a slant and they just run like yeah. a running back. So I I, I, I like him this year. Um, let's talk about bus then for the Niners. Brian, who, who do you think is not going to be good this year for the Niners? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I, I, I um, 
So I was looking at his stats, and last year, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had nine games under 13 points. Yeah, Ooh. I believe, right? And uh, he had three no. games under 10 points. I, I, I'm not exactly sure, and it varies with... Uh, I didn't look into the uh, six points per touchdown yeah. or four points, but like he definitely uh, had a lot of bad games, so... I'm not sure, because and I was one of the Jimmy Garoppolo late round sleeper guys, and then I looked into it. I'm not liking what I'm seeing with Jimmy Garoppolo. They just run the ball a lot. Yeah, yeah. The 49ers love running the ball. The, the defense is great, so that it fits their scheme. No, I feel bad for Jimmy, but honestly, he seems to be buying into the system. He seems quite happy just to win games and not be the kind of lead guy. So all credit to Jimmy for that. Very handsome man, though. Yeah. Very, so and I'm always pro handsome. Quarterback, he's so. a he's a he's like <laughs> just a good looking Italian guy that bangs a lot of porn stars in LA. Which one's better? Um, <laughs> is I think the commish likes him. That's who I think. Loves that tells him. you all you got to know, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'll say my bust is gonna be Tevin Coleman. Nice. Um, Tevin Coleman is a bit old at this point, and I do think McKinnon's gonna sort of usurp some work from him, and I do think Mostert is the if there is like a 1A, 1B, 1C, Mostert is definitely 1A. Fair enough. At this point. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you, John, but but not completely because my boss is actually Raheem Mostert. Ooh. And I hear what you're saying. Raheem had an insane end to the year, kind of like Tyler Higby, honestly. Um, an insane run during the playoffs and even a little bit before. But I just got to tell you, this is his fifth team in five years. So I don't think he's that trustable as, as an individual, honestly. And this great run, especially during the playoffs, it smells a little bit like Damian Williams for the Chiefs to me. You know, who had a great year. Fool's gold. Exactly. Fool's gold. I think he's being overvalued as a result. Yeah. I think Raheem is just going to share the backfield with two other people. Like you said, Coleman, McKinnon, if he comes back healthy. So I just think if you're counting on Raheem to be that sort of RB1 it just might not happen. Let's move on to the Seahawks. A great team. I love this team a lot. Um, what do you think about the Seahawks this year, Brian? Uh, I, I like the Seahawks this year. Uh, my my star is uh, Russell Wilson. I, I think I the think Seahawks have two amazing wide receivers, right? And so if you have two amazing wide receivers, the person that's going to benefit the most in our Superflex League, is going to be the quarterback, right? Yeah, so, maybe a first-round uh, pick. Yeah. And so he's, a, he's my star. And he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. And he's good, yeah. He's, 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 a, he's, sh- very he's shit on there. social media. Oh. But he's a good quarterback. Mr. Untouchable himself. Untouchable. I, I think, oh, it's going to be difficult. It's going to either be... I, I think I think Seahawks could maybe win this year. If they, wow. If, if, they can, if they can figure out... I think, the, Seahaw- I think the Seahawks they, are going to win the division this year. Yeah, they could win sure. a bit. They're certainly going all out. Obviously, with that trade for for the uh, safety Jamal Adams, Adams mm-hmm. giving up that first round pick, two first round picks, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're clearly they're going for it. Yeah. yeah, I I mean the Seahawks feel like they're in it every year. That's the thing. Yeah. They're like the the West Coast dynasty. They have been in it for ten years. Like people forget, Russell Wilson's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one. Should have won two. Uh, Should have won two, but. That that team's always in the playoffs. Like they always somehow find their way to the playoffs, and I do think this year they're going to actually win the division. But I am saying that three playoff teams are going to come from the NFC West. Wow! It's going to be uh, the Seahawks going to come first, Niners second, Cardinals third, and the the two wild cards will be from the NFC West. I like it. Uh, who's your star then for the Seahawks? Is it Wilson? Uh, my star for the Seahawks is going to be DK Metcalf. Nice. Um, DK Metcalf scored a lot of touchdowns last year, got a lot of yards, was really a bit boomer bust, but I see him becoming a couple years ago um, when the Seahawks did have two wide receivers, when they had Lockett and who was the other guy that they had? The undrafted dude. He was quite good. A Can't workman. remember his name. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. We'll, we'll get some guy Keith <laughs> on Sound this guy right Keith, now. get on it quick. Um, but when they had two wide receivers... Russell Wilson can support two wide receivers. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Like, he's... I think he might be the best quarterback. Doug Baldwin. You Doug Baldwin, Baldwin. right. Doug Baldwin. He just knew it. Doug Baldwin. When they had Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson supported both of them. Mm. I see this as exactly the same scenario. A younger 
Metcalf coming in. A little bit older, Tyler Lockett. Um, still has a good connection with Russell Wilson. They're being drafted like back to back. So who do you prefer? Um, I prefer you Metcalf. Mean, oh, yeah, Metcalf. I prefer Metcalf. Yeah. Because I think the yeah. upside for Metcalf yeah. is that he catches the ball at the ten yard line and takes it ninety yards. Yeah. He's and, a he's yeah. a monster. And like that like Lockett, I don't see him doing that. Um, but I still think, yeah, like Metcalf is going to be a home run hit this year mm. for his ADP. Yeah, I like it. I think you're right. There, there's a, 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 a direct uh, contradiction between the, the difference between Lockett and DK. DK will catch it at the 10-yard line and right, run 90 yards. Mm. Lockett will just run 90 yards and, and then Russell will pass. Yeah, and, and, Russell will, and Russell will throw it and he'll just catch it in like the most smallest corner of the end zone. That touchdown from last year, yeah. it had to be the best throw and catch of the year. Right? Can you think of a better no. touchdown? Who was that against? That was against the Rams, right? It was unlimited, bro. Unbelievable. Unli- <laughs> no, no, no. Unlimited. He's unlimited, ladies and gentlemen. It was unlimited. Yeah. All right, uh, my star is also Wilson. He's just a, an all-around genius. I, I, I feel like he's probably one of the best deep ball passers in the league. 41 deep completions last year. Second only to one player. And I'm going to open that up to the table. Who do you think had one more deep ball completion than Russell Wilson last year? I know accuracy. Tom Brady was actually the most accurate deep ball passer last year. Just completions. Completions deep ball at 42. <sighs> Russell had 41. One other quarterback. Jam- Jameis Winston. Nope, not Winston. Mahomes? Not Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes missed a lot of the season. Uh, it was Watson. Okay, yeah. Watson, okay, yeah. Uh, it was Watson at 42. Mahomes had 37, and like you said, missed games. He missed yeah. games, yeah. So it would have been Mahomes. Yeah. But well, I, I love Wilson. Wilson is deadly accurate. I mean, he, he should go in the first round, but or, or the early second. Um, he's he's so good. In, in our yeah. league. In our league. In Superflex or two quarterback leagues, yeah, that's true. All right, let's talk about sleepers then, Brian. Who was a sleeper for the Seahawks? I like I like Will Disley. Um, <laughs> there he is, <laughs> the man with no knee, coming back. I um, last year I I got Will Disley to prepare for um, Kittle's bye week in week two, and he was amazing for the first four weeks. He was just like he was scoring 15, 16 points every every week. So I liked Will Disley. Um, and it's a sleep. It's a very, very deep. He's not even gonna get drafted, right? So, I'll, I'll probably try to grab him in free agency. Nice. Are you uh, sure that Kittle had a bye week in week two? That's amazing. Uh, it was either. Oh no, wait, no. It was week, week four. four. It was week four. Okay. He the San Francisco had like a, the earliest bye. They have very earliest bye. Yeah. So, but I drafted. I mean, I got Will Disley week two. I did get him like week two or three. So. Very nice. So you planned that ahead. Yes. Yes. Real nice. Um, all right. So who's your sleeper then, John? Um, for the Seahawks, it's hard because their their position players get drafted. They're like, all he- heavy yeah. value. Yeah. There's four position players, and they're all drafted usually within six rounds, right? But I guess for their value, I mean, Chris Carson was what running back eight. Mm. Um, is he a sleeper? Well, a bit. You can get him pretty late. Um, I I'd go Chris Carson. Just because I think that he's not being valued, and I yeah. do see him slipping to round four. I see him slipping to round three or four. Um, just because he's not really... He's somebody you look at and you're like, all right, Chris Carson. But it's like, okay, la- like you don't feel great about it. There's a lot of questions about There's Chris questions. Carson. So like, I think in a sleeper in the sense of will he outperform? Could he outperform last year? Yeah, he, of course he could. Um, but yeah, it's hard for the Seahawks because they're just tight at the big three positions. Fair enough. Yeah, I like it. Um, I actually don't have Chris Carson as my sleeper. He's my bust, but I'll, I'll tell you about that later. My sleeper is actually DK Metcalf. Like you said, for your star, I love DK. You know, is he a sleeper at this point? Probably not. But I just think that he could take a huge step forward this year uh, compared to his ADP. I think hopefully they'll have him run a more varied route tree this year. It was very simple in his rookie year, very basic routes. If that can open up a little bit, then he could become a, a, a really interesting wide receiver this year, kind of like a Mike Evans or an A.J. Green-style powerhouse, yeah, monster, fast he's huge. beast. Yeah, he's, he's huge. huge. He's humongous. That's why I see him. I mean, I don't know if he's ever going to get, like, 100 catches, but 
He might not need a hundred. He might need seventy. Yeah, and that's what you're drafting him for. And I'm I'm, I'm looking at him at all my teams to pick him up. And, and just a little footnote here, my sort of second sleeper, if I can, if, if that's allowed, <laughs> Carlos Hyde. I, I mentioned him in another show. If Carson does a get injured with that hip problem, or if he fumbles the ball, Penny's gone. He he he's out for the year, I think potentially. Yeah. They Penny's, signed Penny is a scrub. They, but we we have to call him what he is. He's a scrub. One of the worst first round picks in Ever. recent memory. Oh God, he's just terrible. Yeah. So they signed Carlos Hyde, who had a thousand yard season last year. He's Penny potentially wise, pound poor. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. So ladies and gentlemen, Carlos Hyde is my sort of second sleeper. Hmm. All right, uh, bus then. Who's your bus, Brian, to the Seahawks? And, and this was really difficult, but uh, I'm going with Chris Carson, like like you said. Uh, the thing with Chris Carson is uh, the people that select the wide receiver in the first round are going to depend on Chris Carson to be their, their number one running back. And I, I, I just don't trust him as my number one running back. I think, like, I... I he has injury problems. He has fumble problems in the past, right? So I, oh, but but like if you have, but he could be a great number two running back for the Vi. So it depends. If if you're depending on Chris Carson to be your your man at uh, for your number one running back, he's not going to be your number one running back. John, you had him last year. How how did that ride go? How did it feel? Uh, it's pretty rocky. Um, a so rocky ride. Like he's ve- he was running back eight. He was. He did good. He was a, running back year. eight. But he fumbles it all the time, and like you'll be thinking you're ahead by five six points, and then suddenly he has a fumble, and you're behind by three. It's it's hard to be a Chris Carson fan or a Chris Carson owner. If uh, he's your running back kind of number one, it's yeah, very no. difficult. Fair enough. All right, then, John, who is your bus, sir? Uh, I guess I'll go uh, Lockett. Um, nice. Just because I think Lockett, he does have a connection with Russell Wilson, but I just, I don't know, I believe in DK Metcalf this year. It's just something I believe in. I don't know. I, I just believe he's more talented, he's faster, he's younger, and his impact's going to be just, I, don't, I, I, I see a bigger season for Metcalf. Yeah, I, I think that wide receiver combo of Metcalf Lockett, it's, it's got to be one of the most interesting ones yes, in the league, it's, right? It's really interesting. So it, it, I can't wait to watch the Seahawks play this year. And like I said, uh, my boss was Carson. I think we've already talked about it. Fumbles. Uh, he refused surgery on his hip this year. Uh, I, I'm just not comfortable drafting Carson, even as my RB2, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's him. All right, let's do the last team in this division, this great division. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. I think this is a team on the rise. I think this is a playoff team. I think this is a playoff team. I think they're going to bury the Rams. These other three teams are going to bury the Rams this year, essentially. I can see how it would happen. Obviously, D-Hop going to Arizona. Kyler Murray in his second year. Kenyon Drake in the backfield. They got a good, uh, uh, an upcoming defense, at least. They drafted, what's the, uh, what's the, the, uh, the, the guy's name they drafted in the first round? The linebacker? Simmons. They got Simmons there now. I'm just excited to watch his team play on both sides of the ball. Yeah, the Cardinals are exciting. They're young. They're they're a fast team. They're an offensive-minded team. They're what the Rams were three years ago and what the Rams are still trying to be with a bunch of broke-down offensive linemen. Nice. Um, so who's your star then? Uh, let's start with you, John. This time you seem quite emotional about this team. I, I'm I'm big on the cards this year. The star is DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, this is a guy you're gonna get at the end of the second round, and it's insane. It makes no. He's amazing. He's literally amazing. Now you could say, okay, because of coronavirus, him and Kyler haven't played that much, but they've met. We all know that they've met in secret <laughs> in somebody's backyard and throwing footballs around. We all know it, folks. Fair enough. Like, Hopkins for 100 catches, 1,300 yards, 8 touchdowns, 9 touchdowns. Well, he is he is the star of the team. Now, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the league. I have to admit, as an owner of D-Hop last year, I was not happy with how it went with the Texans last Just year. It's a slow start, but he still finished... Pretty well. He, he, he finishes the wide receiver 10. He was obviously ranked wide receiver 1. 
he had, you know, still over 100 receptions. The end zone tires just did not come his way. Yeah. He's obviously in double coverage almost every game for the and whole game. He's not going to be this year because what, what I'll get to later is that the Rams are uh, the sorry the Cardinals are stacked on offense. They, they are. have so many options, and I'll get to one a couple guys later that I think will be good. But they they he will be open. Do you really think that teams will not double coverage? On I the think app? that in the beginning of the season it might be rocky. But as Kyler Murray finds the other receivers open and is burning them, they're going to have no choice but to let him eventually have some one-on-one coverage. Fair enough. All right, Brian, who's your star for the Arizona Cardinals? Well, uh, first, uh, I'm, I'm not as high on the, the Cardinals as, as most people. I, I, I just I think uh, teams are going to be analyzing the Ravens, which is a very you know similar, like, fast-paced. I, I think teams are going to try to slow down the Cardinals, and I, I don't think they're going to be as fast-paced as uh, they were last year. I, th- I think they'll regress next. Uh, but um, I like if everything goes as planned, and they are a great team. I like Kenyon Drake. Uh, they have uh, DeAndre Hopkins now, so that gives Kenyon Drake a lot more. Um, he, can, he can be a top-five running back, I think. Uh, if... Uh, yeah, I like Kenyon Drake. Yeah. yeah, obviously Kyler Murray can run. That's always great for the running I, back. But I, I, I'm not big on on Kyler Murray. Well, so we that, might hear about that later. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I like Kenyon Drake as. Uh, but again, I'm very low. I, 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 I just don't see the Cardinals being a, a top team. I don't. I don't think they're going to be as good as everyone fair, else. Is. Fair enough. I've also got Drake as my star. Yeah. Um. I've liked Drake for a few years now, but it just seems that he was never given the opportunity in Miami. But now that he's on the Cardinals last year, ladies and gentlemen, the second half of the season, eight games, he was the RB4 in the last half of the season. They, they used him well. They, they use him in the passing game a lot. And I, I just love Kenyon Drake this year. He's my RB10, I believe, in my rankings. Fair enough. Um, so who's your sleeper then, Brian? Um, so again, and this is off the assumption that the Cardinals do well. Uh, I like uh, Christian Kirk for his uh, ADP. So I think Christian Kirk could, because you can get him very late in the drafts, at least in my mock draft. So I like uh, Christian Kirk. We, uh, we agree once again. He okay. is also my sleeper. <laughs> uh, let me tell you why. I think he's going to be the beneficiary of D Hop being double covered for the mo- in most games. Hmm. Um, and he's he's shown that he's a decent wide receiver in his own right last year. He played 13 games, 68 receptions for over 700 yards, only three touchdowns. But hopefully if, if, if D-Hop does get double coverage all the time, then maybe it might open up a little bit for Captain Kirk, as I like to call him. Yeah, clean sweep. Uh, Kirk <laughs> as the sleeper. Um, just because, yeah, Hopkins is going to get double covered. Murray's going to run. It's hard to double cover Hopkins, though, without... Because you've got to have a QB spy on Murray for running, yeah, and you've got a double Hopkins. So, where, how are you going to cover all the players? There's who no else? Play, you who him? else? You have no. You you have to account for Drake, um, and uh, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. You have to account for three other players who can make a play. Yeah. So it's just not going to work for defenses. They're going to have to figure something completely different out. There's going to be a weak spot. For sure, when you're playing the Cardinals, it's tough to cover all those dangerous threats. So I think that eventually it's going to be like, it's as we revert to the mean, ever, like Hopkins, Murray are going to eat eventually. Maybe not in the beginning, but also Christian Kirk, I think, will be a beneficiary of it because he's just going to be one-on-one man coverage all the time. Nice. All right, so everyone likes uh, Captain Kirk. What about your bust then, Brian? Who do you think is going to suffer on this team? So, And this is based off the assumption that I've been stating earlier. Kyler Murray, because I think... And because Kyler Murray's, in most drafts, like a first-round pick. Oh, and Superplex, right? So sure. he's a third or fourth-picked quarterback, right? But like everyone's assuming he's going to be the next Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. But how, how many Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jacksons are there, Right. Two, I believe. They're, 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 they're generational quarterbacks. 
you can't have a generational quarterback every year. Lamar Jackson. Uh, so Kyler Murray, he might be good, but he's too. He's too small to be just running around all the time. Oh, Russell Wilson sitting there, uh, yeah, but, hating you right but, now. But 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 Russell Wilson, like the the offense isn't based off of like Russell Wilson just like running yeah. around the half the time. I don't think Murray it was when they went to the Super Bowl. It was. I don't think oh, yeah, I don't think Murray's gonna have to be um, Mahomes or Jackson. He's just gonna have to be himself. Mm. And honestly, with the weapons, he just has to find out: um, is the ball in my hands right now? Mm. Or do I dump it off the Drake? Okay, yeah. Do, yeah. He, they have to figure out, because there's, like I said before, there's going to be an open player. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or Kirk. And, or, a, and a super talented open player. Yeah. Not a scrub. Yeah. I got like, to so, ask, Brian, where do you rank the young man in your QB rankings then? I, 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 and I would take Kyler Murray in the, Third round, if, if he came Ooh, the third, I don't think he gonna be he's not going to fall to the third so, round. So what? What? What number? But, QB what? QB what? Well, let's QB see. six. Okay. QB I, seven. I like Lamar Jackson. Well, I like Holmes, Jackson, um, Wilson, Prescott. Okay, Prescott. Yeah, Watson. I like Prescott, Watson. And then I guess I would have to take him at I six. Guess have, I guess so. That's but he's being drafted in the first round, though, right? So like, and the question is, would I take Murray? Over Kenny Galladay, or when I take Murray over Joe Mixon, right? So like I, I yeah, but Mixon's gonna be gone by the tenth or eleventh pick. Yeah, so I, like I don't think they're in, they're fighting for the same thing. Like uh, like where, who am I who who am I giving up to get Murray? Is what I'm asking. Yeah. I, I don't like the players I'm giving up to get Murray when I could get Watson. Not, well, maybe I can't get Watson, but you could. I mean, it sounds yeah. like it, if you rank him as QB six, yeah. he's yeah. off your draft board. Yeah, so. Much. Fair enough. All right, uh, John, who's your boss for the Cardinals? Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Unfortunately, the, the era of the Fitz is coming to an end. <laughs> They've got DeAndre Hopkins now. Yeah. Fitzgerald was a stud for freaking seems like 20 years. And a great man. And a good man. And I think he's going to have a small role in the offense for about 400 yards this year. But Hopkins is another another play. And that's another level. Yeah. Uh, at, at this point in their careers, of course, if you put them side by side at the same age, I might take Fitzgerald. But for where they're at in their careers, Hopkins is just going to eat up all of Fitzgerald's targets. Um, yeah. Fair sad, enough. Sadly. Larry, I love you. You're a great player. You've had a great kind career. Kind of undraftable right now. A little bit undraftable. If you want to come on the podcast, Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald, you're always welcome here, sir. Just give the doc a call. Uh, now, my, just to round this up, my bust, a little bit controversial. John, I'm sorry. Go for it. DeAndre Hopkins is my bust, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not saying he's not going to be a wide receiver one. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to be the wide receiver five, which is where he's being drafted at, ladies and gentlemen. Last year he was taken as a wide receiver one. He fell down to wide receiver ten. I think he will have a similar year to last year. I think that's going to be about wide receiver 10. The reason, we already talked about double coverage. New rookie. I don't think Kyler Murray is quite prepared to throw into double coverage yet. We saw how he played last year. It was very conservative. Little dump passes off. Um, I I just don't see him going into double coverage often in his second year. He was fairly conservative last year, um, which is why I think he's not really a Jackson or Mahomes because he is more conservative. Or even a Jones, some would say. Um, Jones way more wild with the football, but way more fantasy points uh, in his like big games, right? Well, I believe um, Kyler was the, what the, the the RB five or something he, last year. He, Kyler finished like quarterback four or five, um, and that was based on running and running touchdowns. He only threw for twenty touchdowns. If you see him getting twenty five touchdowns and you see him rushing for another five, you see a top six quarterback, right? That's what I think is going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, Hopkins is where you get him. In the draft, if you're getting him at the back end of the second round, that's, I, don't, I think the value is too good. Yeah. The I, value is so good at that point. I'm picking at four. If, if D-Hop is available in the second round on the way back, to. It, it's hard to say no it's to that. It's hard to look yeah. at him and be like, oh, this guy is bad, because he's not. He's still got 94 catches last year. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I just don't think he's going to return... Wide receiver five numbers. 
like he did last year when he was the wide receiver. I don't think he's going to be – he might not be wide receiver one because I think um, – I mean, I, st- I think Michael Thomas will maybe hold on to that or somebody like Kenny Galladay will rip it away. But he's – for his position where he's getting – he used to be a wide receiver, like a first-round wide receiver – End of the second, one end of the second, beginning of the third, where I'm seeing him go in mock drafts. I, I, I can't pass it up. You can't pass it up that value. Would you take him in the second? At my pick, no, because my pick in the second is quite early. I have the fourth pick in the second. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit too early, considering the fact that I might get Michael Thomas in the first. So I don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to that. But at the end of the second, for sure. Do you, do you rank D-Hop as wide receiver five, or do you like him more than that? I like him as wide receiver. I, I'd see him finishing inside the top five. He Of course, uh, he could, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's he a great. He's probably one of the best receivers in the if game. If the Cardinals offense clicks as we think they're going to click, if Kyler can take the next step and figure out that, okay, D-Hop's doubled, there's a linebacker spy on me, let me flip the ball to Kenyon Drake. And then, okay, the defense on the other team says, well, we got to stop Drake out of the backfield, take a guy off D-Hop. Next thing you know, D-Hop's got 90 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Like yeah, it's going to be hard to cover all the Cardinals' weapons. Mm-hmm. All right, that's our, that's our uh, review of the NFC West. Finished, ladies and gentlemen. Brian, what a great guest once again. Do you have anything to say before we go? Oh, wow. Uh, not, not that I can think of. Uh... Anybody you want to call out? I think uh, so. In terms of trades, okay, so in terms of trades, uh, if you uh, want to trade with me... For the fourth uh, overall pick. Well, no, no. Fifth overall pick. Just just in general, I'm a very... It's very difficult for me to say no, so I'll pretend... The man shot. I'll pretend to say... I'll pretend to be interested in your trade, but I probably am not interested in your trade. I'll probably think, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, maybe I'll trade. I, I might be... I'll think about it, but in reality, if you're giving me a bad trade and I say I think about it, it's a no. <laughs> it's probably yeah, it's a no. On live air <laughs> so, right now, yeah, I so will give you. The- I I've told lots of people that like oh yeah oh oh, oh. that's that's a that's a very uh, good trade, but I'm no. not interested. But usually, I'm not really thinking about. It. I think it's a bad trade. So. On live air <laughs> right now, I'll trade you my eighth overall pick for your fifth. That that and. That is something I'll and, have to and, and let him finish. And I'll give you my sixth round as well, and you give me your eleventh round. Oh wow! I, I would need a couple days to think about that, but that that is something I I would. And folks, here it's, that is exactly an example of what Brian is talking about. Yeah, he I'll doesn't think about like it the means trade. No. I'll think about it means <laughs> get, get the, the fuck, fuck out on. Of here. Don't talk to me. Also, also like uh, usually if Dale offers me a trade. It's an I, automatic. I, I know. I know. I have a good player. So. <laughs> Don't accept any trade from Dale. Is That's that, my message yeah. to you, ladies I and mean, gentlemen. I was like, oh, I, I think you have someone really good right now. He's really a guy that's <laughs> trying to get a Lexus for a Camry. Although Dale, you did trade sound guy Keith Darren Waller for Tyrell Williams last year. How'd that turn out, baby? How'd that turn out? <laughs> and uh, folks, that's the end of this podcast. Uh, we're back. We're going to be doing two weeks until the draft is starting, uh, starts up, maybe even into the season. And uh, I want to thank Brian for coming down last minute uh, to fill up for uh, Brace Face Shuttler. And um, yes, uh, Doc, you got any last words? I'm just glad to be back, ladies and gentlemen. I want to apologize to you all out there in listener land. It's been too long. I've been getting DMs and emails and, and all sorts of messages demanding. Where have you been, Doc? I miss you. I miss you. Well, Sal got Keith was on the beach, too. And dude, I was so disappointed. In fact, I think sound guy Keith... So was Brace Face Shuttler. They're all, they were all there. I saw it, and I tried. I tried my hardest to get that Aircon unit to get to the point where you guys would just have to leave early, but I failed. And Keith, you're off my Christmas card list. And uh, Corey, Bry's brother, will we'll make sure Champ will sell you something for Christmas. <laughs> have a good one. Keep on going deep, baby.